0: Greetings and welcome to a brand new episode of Out The Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are at episode 56. Man, the shows are unfolding every week, right? A new episode. We're coming to the close of the year. And uh, I'm just really grateful to be able to put out so much dope artist interviews and talk content. Throughout the year man So I want to thank all of our listeners for always tuning in If this is your first time tuning in I appreciate you I hope that you continue to be a listener And you subscribe to our podcast So um, today we have another special guest Uh, Actually I'm really excited about this interview Because I got wind of this brother I want to say probably a few months ago. And when I heard his music, I was really, really impressed. He is a MC and producer hailing out of native native of Detroit. But, you know, he moves around a bit. And I mean, when I listen to his music, man, it just embodies soul. Infused with hip hop in One of the best ways that soul and hip-hop comes together. And uh, he put out a number of projects this year. I think this was a really busy year for him as an artist. He released uh, a project called Something to Think About in August. Then Protect Your Peace in October is another project. And then he recently released an album called Everybody Lying a little under a week ago. So... I mean, the music definitely speaks for itself. Like I said, it's very soulful, very thought-provoking. And I think he's a really, really talented artist. He's also done a number of work with MC and producer Quelly Chris. Um, So, you know, you might have heard him on some of Quelly Chris's recent albums. And, um, like I said, man, I'm just really excited to have him on the show. So, without further ado, I would like to introduce and welcome to the Out the Box Talks listening audience, Brother Hailing from Detroit, Michigan, the homie, Moselle. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> What's good, Moselle? How you doing, brother? Welcome to Out the Box
1: peace good brother krill much love thank you for having me honestly
0: indeed man indeed man you know i had to um i apologize if my intro was a little long but i just had to kind of represent for you man because you are definitely a special talent in this hip-hop i'm, thing, I'm man. indeed indeed so i got a lot that i want to talk to you about today obviously i want to talk about this new album everybody lying and uh, the Protect Your Peace project that you put out most recently, but just to kind of get the ball rolling and, and, and give people an idea of kind of who you are. Talk to us, tell us where this journey to pursue a music career all began for you. Oh uh, man,
1: um, so for me, I've been making music really like all my life. Like, ever since I could make noises, I've been making music as far as, like, the footage will show with the home videos my pops used to make. Um, I know you mentioned Corey Chris in the intro. That's actually my bro- blood brother. Same mom, same dad. So, wow. Um, Didn't my, even yeah. know that. <laughs> Yeah. So he kind of uh, took me under his wing young. Our oldest brother, he used to do college radio. So he uh, copped like he had the turntables. Uh, he had an SP. He had a um, drum machine. Like, and uh, so he got super busy. He bought all the stuff. He never touched it. So then Quelle grabbed it up. And then me always being under Quelle, I grabbed it up, too. And I was younger than him, so it was even cooler with me doing it. Like, oh, shit, this one's four years younger than me. He killing it. <laughs> so uh, for real, for I've been doing it since then. And then in uh, high school, I did band, like marching band, jazz band, concert band, all of that with the uh, tenor sax and the clarinet. <clears throat> and in high school, that's when I dropped my first... Moselle project, my first c d actually it's not even online and uh ever since then, I've always been deep into the music um but I was doing it more like passively mm. and uh really, this year was the first year that I approached it more on some uh career type a time or type you know what I mean, kind of focus and energy behind it so twenty twenty one should be much bigger than this year, relatively speaking. And um, I feel like I definitely only just begun, even though I've been doing it all my life, like literally. Dope, <laughs> and my dope. pops, he plays the piano too. So it was like just growing up with the music. Music always been my passion, always been my love. So I'm like, man, stop. I've seen all these memes and stuff on Instagram. as far as like, stop treating your passion like a side hustle. <laughs> I'm like, damn, they talking to me. So, but wow. yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. And then I think too, also, the birth of my son, um, also kind of put that battery in my back. Like, yo, I want to show him, you know, that all of that, you know, if you believe, you can achieve, and all that. <laughs> you know, all that Tupac philosophy is actually right and exact. So, wow. uh, I've been proud of myself as far as my output and the reception of the reception that I received from the art. But uh I definitely know it's a whole lot more in store. So yeah, that's that's kinda like the long story
0: short type joint. Wow. You know, it actually makes a lot of sense now that you're actually Quelly's blood brother. Cause <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up with you. Like like I said, I didn't find out about you until this year. Well, let me let me just keep it real. Like I didn't really make that connection, right? To, until this year to yeah. be like to you as a full artist right but I do remember um as I'm going back in the credits the Innocent Country 2 album that Quelly released this year as well as the Everything's Fine album that he released with Gene Grey you have tracks yeah. on there right I mean you're featured on there and the Black Twitter song that's on Innocent Country 2 it bugs me out when I'm thinking about this because you sound like Quelly right I thought that the second <laughs> verse was actually Quelle when I heard it initially, and I didn't even pay attention to the feature saying Moselle until looking back, and then like, oh wow, wow. like so it it and and maybe you're one of the reasons why I ended up liking the song even more because you're, you're you're doing sort of like a melodic thing that you usually do on a lot of your music as well on that song, so I mean. Right i i'm i'm I feel bad that i' like I didn't catch your name and catch that, but I'm glad that i've I've come into contact with your music in the full spectrum of it this year man um so man that's that's dope to hear that you are connected to him in that way and and you have that musical background Tell me a a little bit about this new album everything everybody lying, which as I said earlier was released a little about a week ago um a little under a week ago why'd you choose to title the project by that name oh man um it's like infinite reasons
1: but uh I, I guess i'll just go off the stream of consciousness of uh whatever pops up first so i would say um one of the reasons being is like the older you get the more questions you have like the conundrum of like the more answers you get, the more questions you have, type stuff. Um, or like the older you get, the more you realize the less you know. Or even being a parent, it's like when it comes to like teaching your child, it'd be like uh, a lot of the things that we were conditioned to believe is truth. It's not necessarily truth, it's really objective or it's only true given the culture or society that you assimilate into mm-hmm. um the other reason being straight up and down i was like just chilling with uh a friend of mine it was me him and uh our homegirl and um we were just in a cypher so to speak and uh just having one of those enlightening conversations and for real for real <laughs> it back even another layer and not making so esoteric mm-hmm. it's like we was chilling and smoking and uh we was talking about people that sell herb and just saying like how people is putting regular quote unquote herb in like these designer bags and saying that it's something that it's not. And, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, that's cause everybody's lying. Mm. And I was like, "Where? <laughs> <laughs> like, word, everybody lying for real. And I had to sit back and think about it. I'm like, damn, from the teachers to the politicians, to our parents, to religious leaders, to the cartoons, to the media, to the books, it'd be like that, even if it's not on some diabolical, intentional type, you know, we're gonna get you type stuff. Right. Like no uh proverbial to man or white man type ish, but just on a very humanistic level, we often lie out of necessity, subconsciously or out of ignorance. And we often lie deliberately as well. But I just felt like in this pursuit of truth and in this pursuit of peace it's time to like really be real about the fact that, you know, we be lying about a lot of stuff. You know, like we not really keeping it one hundred, even with all of the keep it real and all of that. It's like we not really keeping it real. So it's more like when I make my music I'm talking to myself first and foremost. Mm. And then uh, you know, prayerfully and thankfully, it can also be edifying to the listeners
0: as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's where everybody lying kinda came from. Wow. Would you say that your approach on this album was a position that you took you took to kind of be honest as opposed to yeah. you know, in how you say, in juxtaposition of the actual everybody's lying theme.
1: Exactly. And they won't even once again that what they like it was like no, 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 like everybody lying and I'm telling the truth. Okay. It was, like, it was more so just trying to be like, Okay, everybody lying including me. And it kinda uh, like the whole line when he said something like, you know, what do you say? Believe none of what you heard, half of what you see, even if it's spat by me. Right. You know what I mean? Like so it was kinda like that kind of thing, like, all right, I'm gonna give you my truth and then inshallah you could uh pull some truth from that and then you could even you know find holes in my story or just try to okay i guess like with the hip-hop right it's a lot of bravado so i guess i was just trying to strip back all of the uh persona and all of the extraness and just uh you know make it as as vulnerable as possible because i try to strive to be honest in my music ever since i started in high school right uh, on that kind of level but you know, once again, just with age and with maturity, just realizing that it's even deeper. I could try to go with it.
0: Wow, you know, on this album, like it really starts off. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I, I, I The first project I listened to was "Protect Your Peace," and I was like, wow, like this is sonically, this sounds so great, right? And oh, um dope. when I listen to this album, I'm like and I know your catalogue goes all the way back to like what, two thousand fifteen or two thousand
1: ten. Yeah, I, I think mean, like two
0: thousand nine or something wow. on the back. Yeah. Right, right, right. So like I you know, I haven't gotten that far back yet. And you know, just the skimming through that I've done, I was like, Wow, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of dope music, right, that you have to offer now what i love about the way that this album like i was like man like you you exceeded expectations with this because i don't think and this is all in honesty of of listening to music for years like i don't see a track on this album that's skippable like i i could say that with all honesty um there are tracks that i like more than others obviously but like there's no reason to be like, yo, this shit is whack, you know, or this or I can't grasp <laughs> something from this track versus this track, right? What I really love is like um you open the track in I mean, the whole album is soulful, but you open the album like uh it's almost kind of like um god, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it feels like you're walking into like a a temple or something you know like a church you know what i'm saying with the with the with the gospel sample and the way that you're rhyming in the opener track is very subtle and it really starts off like a real intro you know like something that like okay wow like i'm excited to see what comes next, you know, like uh, Jay Electronica's yeah. new album, he has an opener that's kind of like that, you know, the the Written Testimony album. It's like it's like really grand, oh, right? And then he, and you go in. Now yours is is also grand, but it's more on a subtle level. If you get what I'm saying. Now the track, the first track is entitled Vita, and you say near the end of the song a phrase that I've heard you reference a number of times in your music. And on album titles and it's Sufi Lords. And you say, always saying Sufi Lords is a one man court, always saying Sufi Lords is a one man court. Can you kinda break down the meaning behind that phrase and you know what what you actually intend for it to signify as you express it in your music? Uh, not
1: yet. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> but I will say this much. Like sure. two things in regards to that. It's gonna be a lot more uh divulged and decoded twenty twenty one. Like it's gonna be a lot more clear what that's all about. But now it's more about the mystique because um I can say like with Sufism being a a a sect of Islam so to speak, similar to like being a Sunni or a Shiite, um It would be equivalent to uh judaism and uh being a kabbalist so it's like the uh mystic path of islam and uh reading between the lines so to speak and uh yeah it's more like the spiritual approach outside of the religious uh dogma Mm -hmm. so that's where the sufism comes from and i took my shahada the acceptance prayer to islam for those that don't know what the shahada is um, I took that when I was 16 so I've technically been a Muslim longer than I was identified as a Christian which mm-hmm. uh, is my uh, parents uh, belief but uh, all of it you know culminates into who I am now and I even like I went to a liberal arts college mm-hmm. and uh, we had to do like a minor type study and my minor study was like religion so I took like these scriptures as literature courses and uh, took these philosophy of religion courses so always been really deep into religion and spirituality and like uh, things of that nature um, on a like tangible historical level but more so on a um, enlightenment level mm. and how can I use these ancient texts that have controlled so much of our existence whether we believe it or not even if you're an atheist that's a response, you know what i mean to mm-hmm. to something else, like to, and the stimulus that you're responding to is religion mm-hmm. um or the belief in a higher power, so to speak, so um or a divine creator, so it's like I just see how much religion plays the role in our society as Americans and in the world over mm-hmm. uh through the people that I've met in my travels, so it's kind of that's where like the Sufi part kind of comes from, mm-hmm. but the Lord part and the Sufi Lord and combining it and all of those different flavors, that's something that's going to take some years to really, really uh, unravel. But mm-hmm. it get kind of deep, though, man. But I ain't even trying to take it there for real. Right, right, right. I, yeah, yeah But no, so yeah, that's kind of what it is so, uh, on a surface level. Sure, sure.
0: Thank you for breaking that down
1: and real quick real quick the one man caught piece too is just to say like because i say like one thing it's like it's a one-man religion and that whole thing kind of uh um, comes from the concept of me being a very uh spiritual and even subsequently religious person into to a certain degree as well where it's like i kind of had to craft my own religion into mm. uh to like quote another god of the hip-hop thing because I did quote Hov mm-hmm. uh, the other side of that coin would be Nas and it's like he had a line when he was saying like um, "My what do he say like something like you know my commandments are my standards you know what I mean mm-hmm. he was like you know he went from a Christian nigga to a Muslim nigga whatever like but right. it's just like at this point in life my commandments are my standards so it's mm-hmm. like that's kind of where I was going with it because people hear it or people ask me like Oh, what's all this sushi stuff for? Sushi lord, what is that like? And I'm like, <laughs> at this point, it's just a one man caught. Like it's just a one man. It's not a crew. It's not like a bunch of Sufi lords running around like ASAP mob or something like that. Right, it's right, right. just, uh, it's just a way of life that I've chose to. Uh, when you say I court, guess, uh identify as.
0: When you say one man court, because I I was kind of unsure of what what you actually were saying, but I, it sounded and I played it over. it sounded like one man caught. when you say court, what do you mean by court?
1: Uh, so what I'm saying, I don't know. It may be my accent or whatever, but when I'm saying a cult, I mean like a culture.
0: Oh, cult. Uh, like, okay, I got. I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah cult. Yeah, okay, bad. I got it. Got it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool,
0: cool. I'm a yeah. lyric. I'm a well, head, So, it. you know, I'm always like, man, and nothing is more frustrating when like, I'm like, man, I didn't it back. Ten times, and I I'm still don't know what he's saying. You know, yeah. so um, I'm glad hey, that you I, broke I like that down.
1: That though. Yeah. <laughs> I got that from like D'Angelo. <laughs>
0: okay, got it. Uh, it was one of the reasons why I love um, doing these interviews because, t- to a degree, it um I enjoy it because I'm such a fan of the music that like I just personally want to know like what what are you saying, like so I can get further understanding of the lyrics. So on Vita at the end of the song, you have an audio excerpt from a sister who's talking about overcoming fear. And she's saying black people are so stuck and paralyzed by their fear to be themselves. And once they force themselves to overcome their fear, then they can now actually come into their self-actualization. What would you say it is that ultimately got you to a place where you were able to overcome the fear of being your true self. Wow. Um I know it
1: took at least 30 some odd years mm. for me personally. Maybe I'm a late bloomer, I don't know, but <clears throat> but yeah, for me like it was really uh I guess the cliche would be what it really was, is uh, just facing those fears. Mm. And uh, maybe not even on the most courageous type of level, but more so being forced to face them uh, through life, through mm. choices that I made, or through choices that were made for me, so to speak. Like, So that's kind of where it came from for me. And uh, mm. that's why when she said that, it spoke to me so much, and I was like, yeah, I need to use this, because I know that through conversations that I have with others, uh, so many others struggle with that same kind of thing, mm. and it um, it's a reflection of their life. You know, what I mean, type like, like if you really want to know what somebody is about, just check out what they're doing every day. Mm. And um, yeah, a lot of people are moving off of fear, and I see that a lot too, given the whole pandemic and mm-hmm. the whole Trump administration and all the violence and you know all the nonsense and you know things like that. So uh, that was something that i felt was uh meaningful especially if we stripping back the concept of lying or not living your truth right. i feel like it's either like on uh, each end of the spectrum you got love and hate or like the duality would be like um faith and fear mm-hmm. so i feel like a lot
0: of people are fear based instead of faith based so to speak so mm-hmm. yeah do you find that like from your experience um when you get to like your lowest point you're able to now kind of see through the fear or or like really face it when you when you get to low points. Is that something that you would attribute to, you know, getting that awakening to now face the fear?
1: For sure, yeah. I think it's like a uh some kind of balance mm-hmm. of the uh bipolarity of the whole situation, like of just being a human what I've realized if I reflect on my whole career, as far as music wise, or if I, uh, more so just look at, um, more so just look at, um, my recent output, as far as for 2020, um, it's kind of all come from a time when I was like, maybe more on the depressed side of things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, through the music, it's like a healing process. Um, and I kind of am able to release a lot when I release a project, mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of brings me back up to a middle ground, or even closer to the uh, manic proclivity. But um, but yeah, so it's kind of like just that divine balance. But um, but yeah, I feel like the that whole thing like through struggle comes ease, or through the uh, you know the darkness is needed to facilitate the light. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of been my approach, not even intentionally, but I guess it's just like my saving grace at the same time.
0: Mm. What's really dope about your music is you find a way to include these interludes, which are like lecture excerpts as sort of like skits alongside sampled instrumentals and your lyrics. And to me, it all comes together very seamlessly, right? Like it just... To me, it like, it it really feels like audio art, you know, like you, it it just, that body of work just comes together when you kind of layer it. How does the creative process work for you? Do you start with the beats first, then add the interludes and the lyrics? Like, how does that, you know, that order of creation kind of flow?
1: Uh, well... Once again I'll start with this year mm-hmm. with like the um something to think about from from something to think about to protect your peace to everybody lying. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's kinda of evolved. So for years it's kinda of been more so methodical without even necessarily trying to make it that way, but I guess you kinda of just get in a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So it was like um definitely hearing the beat or making the beat, and then writing to it as I'm making it, or receiving it from somebody and writing to it immediately, you know, just zoning out over the instrumental, either if I'm, like, just doing a voice note and just freestyling and coming up with the main body of it, and then building around that, or if I'm just writing it up or typing it up on my phone, or whatever the case may be. However... Like with the Vita, <laughs> the first track on Everybody Lying, mm. that one was written before it had any music, mm. and then I kind of just like freestyled some of it. You know what I mean? Like so, that's kind of what I do too now, more so than I have in the past. It's kind of I doing a lot of it uh off the top, like mm. uh, wow, like some of the gr- <laughs> yeah, like some of the greats. So I kind of yeah. would like just have. Because I don't even know bars. I mean, I know bars, but I don't use that structure when it comes to my music. But it's like, I could be, I might be right. I could write 16 and then freestyle the other 16 and that would be a 32. You know what I mean? And it may be not even just concurrent where it's like the first part is written and the last part is the unwritten. it's like, Mm -hmm. I'll weave between the two so or i'll write it to something different and use it for something different and then have to take out words and add words and stuff like that so kind of just uh trying to approach it more freely and really trying to approach the hip-hop like a jazz cat Mm. and i think i kind of kind of took that turn more more made that hard left i think on protect your peace yeah and then on this one i think i just got even more free like And that's another thing with everybody lying, like, you know, they say hip hop don't have no rules and all of that. But then you got all these guys, I can say guys because I was mostly men, but you got all these dudes like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, you can't do that or you can't sample that because he sampled it or, you know what I mean? or You know what I mean? Where the hook at? And I'm like, yeah, I
0: thought this was just going off the vibe. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah,
1: that's kind of what I'm at with it with that, though.
0: You know i'm glad you said jazz because that actually makes sense too man it's a very free-flowing vibe to your music especially the everybody lying album and like protect your yeah. peace as well um you you do have like a um how you say a pattern happening with that free-flowing sound but it's it's ve- like i said it's very soulful as well like it it's free soul like you know I'm i'm here i go creating Making up names, but you know, like I I could I could vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? Um at the end of the song, COVID Mask, you have a rhyme. Pretty dope song, by the way, man. Like, did you freestyle? Like the 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 beat the What is it? There's a verse on there where you talk about um Let me see if I can (laughs) quote it. It's a dope verse too. Like um, hold on, let me see. I think I, I I wrote it down here. You say. COVID mass, been a task, half on, half off, for that ass. Gotta let my nose show, they chopped off the pharaohs, but let them know we gods, bro. God is never teed. Yeah. You know, and then you go on, and I'm like, yo, that you were in the pocket with that. Like, does that was that something you um, freestyled, or did you write that? Does it sound like a freestyle? No, I wrote that. Oh, yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, I wrote that one right on the spot. Yo, I don't even... Okay. Uh, I probably didn't start freestyling to the end, (laughs) but yeah, but yeah, no, I wrote that one straight to it because I was like, okay. But the thing was, also too, with that one, like I wrote it to a different cadence than when I actually said it, so that's probably why it got an even better pocket because I kind of just let the beat guide me, you know what I mean?
0: Got it, got it. Yeah, I thought the the um the the chopped off the pharaohs nose, you know that that line was pretty clever, and how you kind of connected it with the hiding of the nose with the um the mask and stuff that was that that was yeah that was like you know it th- those are the moments of like hip hop where you're like you can't really break it down but when you hear it you're like oh that was dope like you know you feel the energy behind it you know what I'm saying so um i thought that was a a really clever line of yours Yeah, it's powerful that you pointed that out, too, because
1: just a little caveat, like, that's kind of where I'm at with my art now, too, Mm. is that like a certain time in any kind of person that's really into hip hop, you're going to want to take or at least just flex your muscle. <laughs> Even if you like the most street rapper, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Detroit rappers, like niggas really got bars no matter what they're doing. If they on the Dilla end of things or if they on the Blade Icewood of things, like mm-hmm. they going to come with some bars. They do. So I said that to say it's like you might try to get caught up in the whole, you know, spiritual, lyrical, miracle joint. But right, right now, I feel like instead of like trying to play with words in the sense of uh, trying to get like the the you know what i mean like oh snaps kind of response i think it's better for me for it to be like a gut check like like you sound like you feel it more so than it needs to be articulated or right, like right. more so than it's like oh damn that was a cool trip entendre yeah. it's like, like no no you gotta be super duper english language arts it just gotta be like damn like even if it's not like i said it can't even be like explained in the most eloquent way right or right, like, right. The most ill correlation. It's like, damn. Okay, I feel that, or I get what that, uh, with yeah, yeah. that, uh, with that word association and what that concept, historical concept, yeah, yeah. is about. So, and even the yeah, Nate Robinson labs, line, it's kind of funny, man.
0: <laughs> the, the um, the Nate Robinson line, even that line, like you know, I when I heard it, I was like, oh, he just wrote this. He just wrote this because this event just happened, <laughs> yeah. and you you said the ding ding, like you. It was just these <laughs> moments of that 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 um that that track that just it kind of, you just hear that in the pocket kind of flow, you know, and, and, and you're bringing up topics of current events, right? And and, and cleverly kind of putting them together with the wordplay. So that was pretty dope too. Sure. Um, so yeah, you got a line at the end of that song, COVID Mass, where you say, Heard Nas on the radio, Ether had just came out, Middle school, post Boy Scout, 12th grade went gold in the streets, over my own heat and, of course, Mad Lib and Jay Dilla Beats. Moselle debuted the epiphany, came out, saw 100 CDs and wisdom beyond my peers. So I had to kind of like pause uh, on the last line, right, that I just said, like the wisdom beyond my peers, because um yeah. I-, I wanted to kind of ask you, like, what, um, what would you say gave you the inspiration for having s- such wisdom at such an early age, like you're saying, like 12th grade, like where where, where did that inspiration come from?
1: Oh, uh, man, I guess it was... Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I guess it was probably like uh, Planet The Sea was definitely Planet by my family, my immediate mm-hmm. family, my mm-hmm. nuclear family. But uh, it just so happened to be watered by um, books and YouTube. Like when I was like 16, 17 um i was really into like reading a lot of books and like reading a lot of stuff on the internet and uh watching a lot of youtube videos that don't even exist anymore Mm. um so but yeah so i was like really just i don't know what other people was doing during the summertime, but i don't know i had like a little bs job and i got fired from that joint or quit however you want to look at it Mm -hmm. and then um was I working I don't even think I was working that summer so I was really just working on myself for real Mm. and uh working on the epiphany which was my first album uh as far as the, you know I mean dropping it like on some real stuff that was my first project that I released for people to really consume and to buy and all of that so uh but really it just came from a lot of studying man a lot of studying like It definitely wasn't like uh, I just had this wisdom and was just anointed with it. Even though that is part of it, but I didn't really act on it, I guess, until I saw that there's, like, other people that's on this kind of time, too, and they're way more advanced than I am. So it's like, and they were way more advanced than I was at 17, 18. Like, Mm -hmm. they had already did a lot of things that I was just learning about. So it's like, okay, let me take that knowledge to my – to my peer group and that's why when i i finally went back and listened to that album uh the epiphany which, that i dropped when i was 17 i think and it was like damn yo this is like my best work mm. like like no bs like and a lot of people told me that that went to high school with me or that knew me around that time it was like yo the epiphany man that's the one for real and i'm just thinking man they just bs and you know what i mean or you know they just got a sentimental connection to it but uh, it's actually really prophetic, and I'm like, wow, this is really advanced for a 17 year old. So yeah, that's where it comes from. Though a Dope. lot of just studying, man.
0: So, you know, I, I I looked for that album on Bandcamp, but I didn't see it. Is it still available for people to to pick up or or, or check out?
1: No, not currently. What okay. I plan on doing though, like uh, I'm dropping another project this year. Probably it's a collaborative effort with. Really? A,
0: you still a got mine, another project to drop? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yo. This one is a collaborative effort though. It's with my uh friend, her name is Malika. Okay. This should be like her uh debut project. I mean I'm and, not uh, mad at you, a, man.
0: I'm 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 here yeah, for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But,
1: yeah, no, yeah. this one is a years in the making though. And then um oh. and then I got another one dropping at the beginning of the next year with uh Quelle. We're doing like a uh oh, that's gonna be dope. A little Yeah, yeah, yeah a little brothers album. So that's gonna be a good look too.
0: Talk to me about his influence on you. Like, what? Like, what? were some things you learned? Like, you know, you when you hear about brothers in hip hop, you think about like Madlib and Ono, oh and I'm sure there's wow, like that's other a good names. One. Like, you know, the clips, and you know, like, yeah. what, what? Um, what? 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 What did you specifically learn from him? You know, and it, this could range from music to just. Words of wisdom, older brother to younger brother, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm an older brother, I got a younger brother as well, and, you know, brothers' relationships are pretty interesting at times, you know? (laughs) But um, it's always good to have that mutual love. So, yeah, like, talk to me about, like, his influence on you.
1: Word. No, and just to double back, too, because I know I'll be going on tangents, but the whole reason of me saying the little album thing was not, like, on the promo stunt. I was going <laughs> to say, like, I feel like with these next two projects, I'll have um, a different uh, or more listeners. Uh, even with this one, like, I'm about to uh, finally put my stuff on all the streaming platforms. Okay. You know, all the Spotify's and high because 'cause it's been pretty much band camp centric, but that's about to change. So I say all that to say like uh once I uh feel like the world is ready, so to speak, not even egotistically, just I guess just my own personal perception, then I'll uh, I'll I'll like re release the epiphany for everybody to have okay well, that's a smart yeah, move yeah but uh but back to Quelle though <laughs> yeah that's uh that's actually my best friend so wow um yeah. yeah so he actually taught me a lot man he's still teaching me um he teach me about budgeting and finance teach me about life teach me about manhood um teach me about music all kind of music like i used to get on his nerves i used to get on my nerves because uh, we're four years apart, you know what I mean? So, um, he used to have to watch me a lot because my mom worked a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know what I mean? Working double jobs mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So around the clock, so. Uh, when he left, I was just by myself a lot. That's also another thing that got me into the music because she didn't really want me outside because I'm really from the real Detroit. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she was concerned about anytime I walked out the door. So I kind of, that's another reason why I just got into the music because I wasn't really into organized sports and I already kind of exhausted the, the music, the band thing. So if it wasn't banned, band, then I was just in a crib working on music or doing something music related. But it's like, um, Quelle is really like the embodiment of that much more so than I was or ever could be. Like, he's really like, he really eats, sleep, breathe, bleed the art, like not just music. Like, he's like an art connoisseur that's just who he is like so he just teaches me so much man that's my that's my big homie though for real so yeah. we got another brother too that i uh kind of brought up loosely earlier with the uh, college radio and the equipment
0: got it. but
1: like you were saying the brother relationships could be ill because full transparency we're not even talking to each other right now because i had to kirk out on them because you know sometimes being the youngest you might suppress things and then once you become a man or once the opportunity presents itself you might just have to get it off your chest so <laughs> but we'll you know it's just words though so you know we'll uh yeah we will
0: reconvene eventually in the future inshallah yeah, yeah, yeah. we get this. i see but, he uh, shouted you yeah, out
1: quale is the one though man now
0: nah, i was saying um i see he definitely shouted you out for this album though so it seems the, the love seems like it's still definitely there man oh yeah, no yeah, heavy yeah me yeah. and quale we talk almost every day good 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 so also on your song all right so on your song black boy fly i mean just there's just so many like really good records on this album you say um that kendrick lamar's song of the same name from his album good kid mad city probably brought you a million tears to your eyes what exactly <laughs> what exactly was it about his song that resonated with you so much Funny thing
1: is, man, I ain't listened to that song in years so I ain't even gonna hold you <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what he was talking about okay. But once again, like we was talking about earlier and That you alluded to, it's more like how it made me feel right. You know, and right. I think my mom used to always quote that Maya Angelou John, when she was like, uh, you know, people may not To paraphrase some along the lines of like, people may not always remember what you said Or what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel so I just remember how that joint, even a whole album, like that was the first time my album made me feel those kind of emotions, particularly a hip hop album and a new hip hop album in a long time. So I remember that Black Boy Fly might have been considered like a bonus track. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, I just uh, I think the content that resonated with me was just uh, the admiration that you have for individuals who've made it, quote unquote, uh, out of the same predicament or environment or city that you come from. Mm -hmm. And you uh, being like, damn, like, you know, I don't want to be stuck in this situation when I know that. I had the potential to fly and uh, rise above these conditions, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I—I I guess that's what spoke to me, if I can recall. But like I said, I really need to listen to it again. Right, right, <laughs> like right, I right. just made that song like just off of nostalgia, but I didn't really it. listen to it and be like, okay, all right, bet, bet, bet—that's what it is. No, like, I get it. I get it. I
0: kind of just yeah. Dope, dope. So also on that song, uh, Black Boy Fly, your version of Black Boy Fly, right? Your Black Boy Fly song. You yeah, have a rhyme yeah. where you say, "Um, yeah, because I got to distinguish the two. You got a rhyme where you say, had, had to find myself first. Now daddy can meet you. Daddy will never leave you. Daddy is not deceitful. Daddy will never beat you. Provide, inshallah, with more time to lead you and always teach you. Now, I know it's kind of like a, a song that you're speaking as a promise to your, your son, right? Or your, I'm, you, Do you have more than one son, or is it just one son? No, it's
1: just one just son. Just one son.
0: okay. How did how'd you get to the place where you became confirmed in the promise that you would give to your child? Like, in, in saying that, like it, wow. it, it, it had to lead to a place where you're like, yo, I'm serious. You know what I mean? Like, how'd you get around ride yeah. that place mentally?
1: Man, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, you got plenty of good questions, but that's probably one of my favorite ones so far. Without but, uh, damn, man. Um, <sighs> to keep it a thaw, wow. Uh, it really came from the darkness again. Mm. The quote-unquote darkness are from those uh, struggles mm. because full transparency, once again, I'm co-parenting, so that's a whole another can of worms that as my music goes on, there's going to be a lot more of that kind of talk on there, (laughs) a lot more of that that single dad struggle, I'm going to pop some more of that because I don't hear enough of that either. Yeah. Um, In any genre. Yeah, no, I don't hear about that enough in any genre, like uh, particularly in music genres, but just art period or media period. um, That's like a voice that doesn't get heard a lot, especially Mm -hmm. even if we take another you know cultural component and say like the single black dad mm-hmm. but um like this year has been the most time and intimate time that I spent with my son since he was born mm. and uh I really been like struggling with the whole concept of being a father or being a worthy father Mm. and especially with the whole uh, faction of having a a a baby mom so to speak it's like uh that could add a lot of stress to the situation that maybe i don't know because i've never been in those shoes but i would assume it's not the same stressors that uh, you know, a family goes to when a uh, couple is together, either married or not. But uh so with those struggles that I've been able to conquer this year, it was like, yo, really life is not promised. And, uh I just wanted my son to know where I stood regardless of what he may hear or what he may assume at that age. He's only three, yeah. so it took me it took me three years. Like, I tried to get it when he was, you know, when she was three months pregnant and we were still together. And I tried to get it when he was three weeks old or when he was three months old, but I couldn't force it. It was like, once again, maybe I'm a late bloomer, but, you know, even when he was born, like really just to be straight up, And uh, even when my son was born, I didn't really feel it. Like, I didn't know what to feel. I didn't feel Mm. nothing. Like, Mm. it it was just, like, it was, like, just a void. Like, I was absent of everything. Like, I didn't know what to think, feel nothing. So it's, like, I was really just trying to, like, learn on the go because uh, fortunately or unfortunately, me and my pops, you know, he wasn't around the way that he could have been or maybe some would say should have been. So it's, like, just that whole breaking the generational curses and just no matter what, my child is my top my top priority. So right. that's where it all comes down to. But yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I've had a lot of near-death experiences, eh? And uh, um, I'm not like afraid of death. So I kind of was kind of like a, really a, literally an open letter. Like mm. I just needed him to hear that. Mm. And his mom's heard it and she cried and all wow. that. You know what I mean? How beautiful it was. So. You know, one day he'll be able to hear it. And we'll just take it from there. But yeah, that was definitely a that was a that one was from the heart too. Like I didn't write that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah. I could definitely, you know, hear the sentimental value in the actual words, right? It's, it's the reason why I wanted to ask you about it because when you actually listen to what you're saying, it comes with a very strong level of care. And yeah. that's that's not into you know that that's that's really really important as a parent right like um especially as a man like you know there's this 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 stigma of us as men being so how you say hypermasculine and 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 you know always tough dad tough dad toughen up yeah and and but there's also a side that is important for our children too to have that nurturing side right it's also important to let your child know that you 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 got their back, you know what I'm saying? And 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 yeah. there's a level of care. So I definitely commend you for that, man. And it's kinda dope to know that it's it's had that effect and you know, hope hopefully um, you know, in the future it, it you know, your your son is, is able to really, you know, um vibe off of that, you know, in a positive way. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to actually shift gears to talk about your project that you released in October, "Protect Your Peace." I know we spoke about it a little bit earlier, but you know, if you've listened to any of my interviews, I kind of like to go through some of the music in the in the, in your catalogs and artist catalogs. And um, one of the songs that um, really really stood out to me was the song "Yours," and you say repeatedly in, in that in that song. Didn't want much in life, but I got more than I was hoping for, and there's much more in store. Didn't want much in life, but I got more than I was hoping for, and there's much more in store. Walk me through the significance of that quote. How'd you go from not wanting much in life to getting more than what you were hoping for?
1: Oh, word, word. Yeah, no, um, man. I would say it was kind of (laughs) just, I guess it was just ordained or like destiny, Mm. because straight up and down, like I really, uh, I don't know if for better or worse, like I kind of just been like, kind of just been coasting for a lot of my life for real, like even uh, with some of my, like, uh, I guess societal benchmarks and milestones. In regards to like different graduations and I have a master's degree and all of that kind of stuff wow. um and then of course, my greatest achievement being my son, or just the fact that my music you know has reached people on all corners of the globe um in a meaningful way <laughs> all of those kind of things um just, just like our places that i've been the people that i've met all of those things like it kind of just uh culminates into me being like i really didn't even try hard for this like <laughs> but i got a lot more than i expected i would so now that i am trying a little bit harder i know it has to be much more in store you know just on the real basic level that's kind of where it was coming from and then i can't even be on no front and stuff either bro i gotta give it up for the sample the mm. the song that i sampled it from yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he say you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so that just resonated with me like a lot of the times the stuff i sample um i'll be around a lot of producers like a lot of producers that really is well known too um that's worked with people that you know very well and it's like um i see their approach and some of them is like real into like they be finding like the illest samples and like the most obscure shit like whoa bro how did you even come up with that but for me, I be like just liking to rap over stuff that's uh, just speaks to me, man. So when I heard those words on that song, it struck a chord. And I'm a emotional, passionate person uh, that probably could be seen. Uh, so it shit made me cry for real. So I was like, wow. damn, like I didn't want much in life, but I got more than I was hoping for. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's real. So <laughs> that's kind of where it came from. And it was kind of like also, too, once again, to speaking to myself, that's like an affirmation. Right. But then also trying to just put that out there for the other people that maybe may have had more, more melancholy days than triumphant days. And they at least in their perception. So just kind of like just trying to make it relatable for the listeners too, that maybe had the same sentiment. Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. On the song, um, What We Have, as you talk about listening to the sample speak, like, that sample just really works, right? Like, I think you even start out singing along with the sample um, Yeah. What We Have. You sing, like I said, you sing along with the vocal sample and you say, make the most of what we have, to make the most of what we have. When you reflect back in this year of 2020, what would you say you embodied to make the most of this year. In other words, what actions would you say you took to make the most of this year, despite it being such a hectic year?
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's all the same stream of consciousness, man. Mm-hmm. So it's all the stuff I'll be talking about for real in the music, and uh, hopefully that I've been able to, uh, I guess, expound on, uh, elaborate a little bit more on through this uh, conversation that we've been having. But it's mm-hmm. like, uh faith faith is a big buzzword for that uh fearlessness or you know just the absence of fear or trying to uh shake it whenever it comes mm. um and then just like I guess you would say like radical or like revolutionary love. Mm and um i guess since we're like in a very (laughs) self-centered or like self-emphasized society Mm -hmm. of course that would start with you know self-love so um that's been what's kept me afloat through this time and i definitely had my uh, personal struggles and uh, family struggles and stuff like that during 2020 but it's really been one of the best years of my life because it really kind of um Kind of showed the whole manifestation of it's really not about what's going on outside of you, more so than what's going on inside of you. Wow! So that's been my approach, you know, and that's what's made 2020 one of the best years of my life, regardless of
0: all of the, the foolery. Right. That's really dope that you could you could uh, find that within yourself, right, and bring that out, man. It, it speaks to a lot to like you said, faith and. You know, um, having hope and, and and desires and and seeing them through. I wanted to ask you on the track "Rejoice." Is that you singing on that track? Yeah, it is. Dope, dope. <laughs> I was like, man, it, it sounds like you're singing, but you know, you never know. Yeah. It be like, it be like other people let you bring in. Uh, they be doing the vocals, but I just wanted to ask. I was yeah. like, okay, dope. So you do a little singing yourself. Is that is that something you see yourself doing more of, or You know, do you you see um, you uh, doing a project where it's like Moselle, you know, with the (laughs) vocals?
1: (laughs) Yeah, straight up and down. Like I got some uh, I got some real, some real like songs I'm really trying to sing on them in the tuck, yeah. So yeah, that's something that I've been uh, yeah. crafting for real. I mean, uh, I honestly, yeah,
0: if you if you took it in that direction, I'll I'll say straight up like I wouldn't be surprised because you're just so musical. Like I don't need to know that you come from a musical bra- background to know how musical you are when I just listen to your music, right? Like the music tells me that. For respect. So I can see that that could be a natural progression for you.
1: Yeah, I'm about to uh, pick up the tenor again too. Nice, nice. Uh, tenor, yeah, the tenor sax. So yeah, it's about to get real musical, man.
0: Nice, nice. So um, on the song "Big Talk," uh, you have a rhyme where it sounds like you're talking to. It's almost like you're talking to the 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 the, the, the craziness that happens within the hip hop industry, right? Like all of the buffoonery and the the you the, 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 <laughs> know. There's like so. There's a line where you say, "Um, still got gold in our mouth, still got slaves in the in the South, still got holes in this house." Cardi, please not right now, cause the girls are misguided, and y'all leading them down the wrong path. And then you go on to say more, but um, I thought it was really Really? dope that you focused on how this hypersexualization of our women in hip hop is uh, actually misguiding our younger women right like it's leading to that misguiding yeah. and just all the other stuff like I don't want to just you know look at Cardi and WAP but like all the other shit that has been happening throughout even through our own brothers right um by the image that Correct. they put out um why do you think it's so difficult for some people to get that there's a fine line between freedom of expression and freedom that leads to exploiting.
1: Hmm. Wow. Wow. I think that it all comes down to uh where one's integrity lies. Um so yeah, that's really what it is in a nutshell, mm-hmm. man. That integrity word, that's a powerful word. That's a and, good word. Uh, we're not really functioning off of much integrity as a people like just as a human race, but, uh, more particularly as quote unquote black people or hip hop culture type. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, definitely integrity, man. And then, uh, also ignorance, you know, uh, and just like in the real sense of the word, not like a derogatory term, but just, you know, just not knowing either unbeknownst to yourself or I guess more literal, literal, uh, ignorance would be like, you know, deliberately not knowing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's like a willful, ign- <laughs> willful ignorance, as they say. But yeah, so I feel like those are all major components. And uh, if she was to ever hear this, it definitely wasn't a uh, a shot at Cardi or right, right. I Actually I actually, as an adult, I actually like both of their music, but I have nieces and nephews and all of that. And I, uh, I've worked in schools, like Baltimore City Public Schools and all of that stuff. So I really know what it's doing. And how it uh how it uh impacts the lives of these kids like you know on some life imitates art type stuff so yeah i mean if you're an adult more power to you but i kind of well that's why i specifically was trying to talk about the youth even though yeah. These grown folk is definitely highly influenced as well because I've actually literally, yeah, yeah, like we're really kind of birthed that on a personal level too. I've literally fallen out with women because I'm so stubborn and I'm so like just on my square. (laughs) I don't care who you is. I'm going to give it to you straight raw if we really are that time. So I spoke my truth and they spoke their truth. And it's like, I literally fallen out with black women over WAP or over like my perception of, you know, the city girls or something like that. Like, you know, them taking like a strong feminist perspective and me taking like a strong you know, this is not what's for the betterment of, right. you know, the the universal family perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah, I would, but yeah, I guess straight yeah. up and down, no, it's like integrity and ignorance.
0: Right, right, right. And I mean, for yeah. me, I would say you know, and I think that's a great, great way to kind of like e- express that, right? Like the integrity that's so important. Like getting back to integrity, or you know, we say knowledge of self, right? Like knowing who you are. Um, yeah. so, so that you understand what role you play in this in this whole thing, right? I mean, how you're perceived and how it, you know, it, it trickles down to the youth.
1: And I would say real yeah. quick, just to interject real quick, yeah. a, a good plug would be uh, Dr. Naeem Akbar. Uh, mm-hmm. Know Thyself, mm-hmm. it's like it's under 100 pages or so Like yeah. all his joints are super, super uh, palatable for the average reader um, so yeah, but Knowledge Know Thyself by Dr. Naeem Akbar, that'd be a good start for anybody for real, for
0: real Wow, dope, dope thanks for sharing that there's a okay so on the last track on Protect Your Peace the song called Reflections you say you never could have made it without the queens and the kings that you call your bros. Never could have made it without this music, though. When you say you never could have made it uh, without this music, are you referring to the music that you generally listen to, just like music in general? Or are you, list- are you referring to the actual music that you make?
1: Mm, both, man, oh, on, a wow. very, okay. on a very tangible level, bro.
0: Dope, dope so talk to me about yeah. that What it, what is it about this music and if you say both uh that gives you the strength to keep pushing on like what is it about it that you know builds you up right that enables you to make it as you say
1: yeah for sure oh man um jeez man, that's just like the heart, <laughs> the drum beat of life, like yeah. your heartbeat, you know what I mean? Like, it's all beats, it's all rhythm, it's all poetry and motion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, uh, but yeah, man, on a very real level, once again, same stream of consciousness, like I was talking about, uh, earlier, um, the music being therapeutic and like a healing process, mm-hmm. um, especially for those that may, uh, have like a uh, more like a higher sensitivity for uh emotions or being more empathic or uh internalizing things more and that uh lead into things that's like uh symptoms of depression and things like that mm-hmm. and of course uh, we all know that depression you know could lead to suicide mm-hmm. in its most extreme sense i would I would assume that's probably like uh maybe one of the highest forms. So, um, so yeah, like I definitely dealt with that myself, like either putting myself in very dangerous situations where it could have led to, uh, where it could have led to death or, uh, uh, even having the ideations and even having like, uh, attempts, you know what I mean? When it comes to like taking my own life and in the midst of either of those moments, literally like it would usually take one of those queens. One of those kings to like talk me off the edge mm. sometimes 50 50. But if I didn't have nobody to talk to, um, and I've even talked to like the <laughs> I even was on my little I ain't gonna I ain't gonna preface it like that, but I was I was even on my logic time when I even talked to the hotlines, like the suicide hotline. like I've been all I did all of that, bro. So I felt that to say, like, immediately after or preceding those conversations music was one of the main things that got me out of that. You know what I mean? So whether it would be me just freestyling or making a song or making a beat or recording a song or dropping an album or just listening to some of my favorite most healing songs which is what it often is most of times because if you like really deep into that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you may not even want to wash your own ass let alone (laughs) write a hot 16. so uh, you know what i mean you're just trying to survive literally Mm -hmm. so uh when you worn with those things i have just found that from my own personal growth and for those of others too obviously because music is like a universal language. Um not like it is. So, you know, the music has been like my everything. Like that one track where it be like music is my sanctuary. Mm. You know what I mean that's really what it is. It's like I, re- I really take this shit like my nigga Andre said, you know what I mean, take this music dead serious while others entertain. I guess they making their money so I guess I can't complain. I cannot I can, you know what I mean that kind of shit like mm-hmm. it's like yo like we really take this shit dead serious, you know what I mean? It's not just entertainment. It. so, wow, you know, wow. Yeah. and I guess that's a, <laughs> I guess that's a play on words, too, like, you know, it's literally dead serious for me, bro, like, it was life <laughs> or death, <laughs> so, yeah, wow. if I had a choice, like, you know, I used to have them, like, little stupid questions when you was a kid, like, you know, if you had to be blind or if you had to be deaf, which one would you choose, but yeah, I would definitely have to be blind, bro, because I gotta hear this music, man. Wow.
0: Wow, man, that's deep. So, as we come to a close in the interview, I just wanna thank you for taking the time to you know sit here with me and, and you know and just kind of go through these questions. I really appreciate it how do you uh what how do you intend to close out twenty twenty like what what do you want uh people to at least be able to reflect on in terms of your music contribution by the end of the year like how do you want see how do you want your listeners to kind of perceive? what you had to offer mm-hmm. as we close out man the
1: show. yeah i don't know i mean definitely by the time kwanzaa hits one of those seven days uh the listeners will be able to uh enjoy my music more because like i said i'll have it up on uh all of the streaming platforms and oh, everything really? like that inshallah. so you're gonna
0: put all yeah. um the band releases on the streaming platforms around kwanzaa no no. So pretty much what it's going to be and not in their entirety. Okay. So it'd be like a
1: little anthology type joint where uh, a collection of songs from each project dating back to the first, even beyond the first band can't release. It may be stuff even predating that, really? but then okay. it'll also be like some, yeah, it'll also be some new material too. And then, uh, yeah, just drop it like that. Like, a. And now I'll just drop chapters, like this would be the first chapter for the streaming, nice. for everybody to consume, and then I'll maybe drop another chapter later on. Okay. But, uh, but then moving forward, too, all the other releases moving forward would just go straight to, you know, the Apple Music, the Spotify's and all of those off the rip. Oh, so that would be a different approach. So, But uh, I guess I say that to say that I don't really have any kind of... Uh, preconceived notions or like any kind of wishes uh, that I would want to have for the listeners i just pray that they will actually just listen you know what I mean like take it a step beyond just hearing the music but as I see that you've done you know what I mean but really like listening to it and uh, you know giving them all the titles giving them something to think about to protect their peace and learn that everybody lying (laughs)
0: yeah. yeah yeah wow man Thank you again so much for taking the time with me today, man. I wish you all the best, continued success, continued happiness, health, prosperity, all the good things, right? Um uh, blessings, man. Likewise. You so receive, yeah. And uh man, I'm definitely gonna be checking out uh what else you have in store. I'm gonna be looking for the the Quelly Chris Collab project and also the project that you have with the, the sister that you were talking about. So um, she yeah, man. I'm excited to see what you have in store, man. Um, yeah. Oh, it's going to be some real crazy visuals with uh, the sister Malika. Oh, you're going to be doing uh, videos too? Man. Dope.
1: Yeah, dope. man, this 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 is my best video by far. Like wow. <laughs> my other joints look like the Blair Witch Project, and this is like some Hype Williams in his prime type. <laughs> joint. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's about to be crazy because the dude who shot it, he's like he does films and everything around the city. So dope. dope. Um, and, and not, I mean and nationally too, but yeah, so it's a, it's gonna be real real beautiful, real visually appealing. So I'm excited for that one too, and it'll drop this month,
0: too, in December. Nice, nice. So um, to our listeners out there, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Mozell's music is on Bandcamp. Currently, pretty much all of his music is on Bandcamp, but his music is really dope, man. So, I mean, the beautiful thing about Bandcamp is you can actually stream it and you're able to like determine whether you want to purchase it. the the music is definitely well worth it in terms of um the purchase you know but you know definitely give it a listen and see what you think man but um yeah man um and also before we end this year out we're going to be doing our best albums of the year so you could believe that Moselle's project will be up in that list. <laughs> oh, I'm, try- man, I'm working on the, on the best albums of the year list. I'm really trying to narrow it, Moselle. I'm like, I'm I'm like I'm like up in the '90s in terms of like trying to like. You know, like I mean like ninety projects man, that I'm trying a to lot narrow of down. <laughs> twenty twenty has been crazy. You know, um, we've gotten so much good music, man. And I thank you for your offering uh music wise this year, man, contributing to the art form of hip hop. Um so yeah, like so definitely listeners, stay on the lookout for that. And we probably have a few well yeah, we have a few shows coming up where we'll be doing that. So keep on the lookout man i'll 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 keep uh you know promoting that as we get to the close of the year but other than that man we'll see you next week i think next week might be my last official artist interview of the year because i'm getting ready to just close out i'm getting tired bro i'm like i'm i'm ready to just yeah you've been working hard yeah for for the next season um, but I'm glad that I got you in on this season, man, because I knew imme- immediately when I heard your music, I was like, yo, I think I'm going to have to, you know, reach out to this brother for an interview.
1: Yeah, so I'm um, beyond thankful. And let me just say real quick before you close, too, yeah, yeah. man, just to give you a little slight flower, man. Like, you know, I just want to say, man, I'm very thankful for what you contribute to the culture and to, uh, you know, hip hop as a whole. And uh just the humanity through uh, your expression and through giving artists a platform and uh like I told you, I would I went back into the archives and saw that you rock with a lot of people that I know or that I've passed in my right. uh you know in my music career, and uh just a lot of people that I admire as well so right. just uh I just want to thank you for carrying the torch, you know what I mean, and having a powerful voice in this in this industry.
0: Man, that, that is so um, humbling, and, and all I can say is gratitude, man. I, I thank you, man, um, for for that. Really appreciate that. No so, doubt. So um, listeners out there, make sure you go check us out. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor.fm. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, you can just search for out the box talks our website is outtheboxmedia.com if you're not subscribed yet just go to that website hit the subscribe tab and you can just kind of follow through the prompts and that way we could keep you updated with all the good stuff happening with out the box talks all right so um until our next show which will likely be next friday keep it locked and uh tell a friend about out the box right out the box talks uh thank you again to my guest moselle much success to you brother and um till we return for our next show i want to say peace love and light stay strong stay healthy stay safe and stay focused we out peace